This is Movies First with Alex First. Save for Iron Man, Spider-Man is my favourite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So notwithstanding the surfeit of smart Alec remarks, I'm disappointed at how childish this latest movie featuring him is. I'm not just talking about his representation as his alter ego Peter Parker as a school kid with designs on classmate MJ, Zendaya, rather the whole tenor of the film. Tom Holland returns as our friendly neighbourhood superhero who, following the events of Avengers Endgame, must step up to take on new threats in a world that's changed forever. Peter Parker is taken out of his comfort zone and his home in Queens, New York City, to Europe on what's meant to be a straightforward overseas school trip. In the aftermath of a monumental battle between good and evil, which has brought Parker and his friends, and billions of others, back to life, Peter continues to mourn the death of his mentor, Tony Stark, slash Iron Man. Everywhere he looks, Peter sees tributes to the fallen Avenger, which adds to his sense of loss. Peter is comforted somewhat by the words of Tony's friend, Happy Hogan, John Favreau, who reassures him that, Quote, I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know you were going to be here after he was gone, unquote. But Happy bears another message that Peter definitely doesn't want to deal with. Nick Fury is looking for Spider-Man. Nick Fury played by Samuel L. Jackson. Determined to leave his superheroics behind for a few weeks, Peter ducks Fury's calls, despite Hogan's warnings that you can't ghost Nick Fury and heads off with his friends Ned, Jacob Batalon, MJ and the rest of the gang on a European vacation. But Fury won't be denied, and he and his associate Maria Hill, Kobe Smulders, track Peter down in Venice. The former S.H.I.E.L.D. head tells Peter he needs Spider-Man to deal with a new threat. Massive elemental creatures, each representing one of the four elements, earth, air, water and fire. The monstrous beings have emerged through a hole torn in the universe, another aftershock from the events of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Peter then meets Quentin Beck, a superhero who comes from an alternate Earth and is determined to stop the elemental creatures. Fury and Beck, who's also known as Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, wants Spider-Man to join the battle. But once he reluctantly does... All is not as it seemed. You're listening to Movies First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. John Watts, who directed Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017, is at the helm again here, while the writers are two of those, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who wrote Homecoming. There are umpteen surprises and references to MCU characters, and while I admire the creativity... The plot development is more than a little confusing. It continually asks the question, what is real and what is imaginary? I love the European city setting, and the computer-generated imagery is impressive, although a little overdone. Talking about being overdone, I can't get away from the feeling that the action sequences are too repetitive. But more than anything else, it's the tongue-in-cheek references that dominate this film. 
Any chance for a one-liner or a side is taken with relish. It's fun, but is it overplayed? Absolutely. I feel like virtually everything becomes a joke. Overall, for all its cleverness, Spider-Man Far From Home feels too long. This doesn't measure up against the stellar Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that was released in 2018, which I thought was fantastic. Spider-Man Far From Home scores a six and a half out of ten. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First. Subscribe to the full podcast at Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.